everybody, and welcome back to your most favorite show ever, Ian After Dark. Listen to the jingle jangle. As part of the Athletic Fantasy <laughs> Baseball Podcast, uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, we hope you're all doing well. We hope you're enjoying what we're helping, uh, I guess, pass the time with here for you. Uh, anyway, let's get into uh, introducing our friends. As always, the man who has raised uh, more money for charity than you or I or anyone else. Da-ra-ra-ra! What's going on, fellas? Happy to be back for the Ian After Dark plan for week two. And the man who cannot get in front of the Kansas City Royals in our baseball sim, Ian Khan. It's desperate at this point, and I am going on with a hardcore, freshly squeezed grapefruit juice, orange juice, and literally a splash of vodka to keep me going through the night. Where are you getting your oranges? Going shopping, get some more, you're wasting oranges? No, 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 no. There's a thing called Baldor. Uh, food delivery in New York City. So if you're in New York, Baldor supplies a lot of restaurants, right? And because restaurants are shut down, they just open themselves up for home delivery. And it's basically like Costco on steroids. It's like Costco on Jose Canseco. And you can order like, I think I got like 130 little oranges. <laughs> Wait a second. No, seriously. No, Costco like on Jose Canseco doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's Costco on <laughs> steroids. Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's Costco on steroids. I know what you're going for, but Costco the way you said it doesn't make sense. I had just seen Jose Canseco interviewed somewhere. Oh, it was the Mike Wallace thing I caught this week where it was like a retrospective and Jose Canseco was talking about, you know, that the whole, you know, baseball is filled with steroid users, steroid users. And so that's why I did it. Costco on Jose Canseco's. Remember when he used to date Madonna? How about that, huh? And she dated Dennis Rodman, too. She's had a strange life. But good for her. A full life. All right. Hey, man. She's Madonna. (laughs) She got away with that. (laughs) She was was a big deal, man. You guys were a little young for when Madonna was, like, huge. When I was in junior high school, it was, like, 1984, 85. I'm, like, 12, 13 years old. You know, I got acne everywhere, really long hair. Can't, you know, girls wouldn't even look at me. And I'm sitting there, and Madonna shows up, and it's just, like, she's the thing. She was the she was a really big deal before she became kind of like a circus act. I bet you, Ian. Maybe you don't own, but I bet you read her book that that hardcover nudity book that she put out. I think it was no, actually called I Sex. Didn't. I never. It was called Sex. <laughs> yeah. It was. I, I do remember this, but see, I, you were like you guys were like in fifth grade when that thing came out, right? I was in I was in my freshman year in college, so it was like you're not that much older around. than us. Yeah, you're six years. I'm six years older than you now, though. You just made you just put yourself as a freshman in college, and I was in fifth grade. That's not that's not the same math. Uh, Thirteen. Okay, well, think about <laughs> it this way. You, I'm sorry, you were orange juice is going straight to your head tonight. Yeah. What what year was this? You were in seventh grade. It was 1990. 1990. You were in seventh grade. Uh, yeah, it was seven. Maybe I was in eighth. You know, the year uh, where it crossed over. Okay, maybe. It depends on the month. What month were you reading Sex by Madonna? I probably, I think it was like first semester. It was like November. It was, it was burned on my brain. I was at a theater party where like they were passing around this book, and I was like, "Wow, that's wild." That's <laughs> the world was different back then. I man. guess so. That was a big deal. Yeah, it was a big deal. Uh, yeah, you were in sixth grade, bro. All right, 1978. You were 12. How? What grade are you in when you're 12? Seventh, seventh, eighth, seventh. Man, you got to redo the math. I, it's better than well, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know how we got there. Madonna. <laughs> Oranges. Yeah, Baldor, the food company. <laughs> Baldor, the food company. That's right. So you can order Baldor. That's how you can do it. You can order Baldor. All right. And uh, so you get 133 oranges for $28. Good deal, man. 
Sounds like a good deal. It's a lot of oranges, though. That's why yeah, he's drinking orange juice at Ian after That's dark. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he's got a it's screwdriver true. tonight. That's right. I had to go. I, you know, you got to use what you can when you're in a freaking pandemic, which is what we're in. A Tell pandemic. I know. Seriously. I know. You're up in Europe and, you know, you're, you're living your life. You're doing stuff. I try. Well, I hightailed it to upstate New York to my parents for a little while. Uh, and I went shopping today for them, actually. Different scene up here. It was, it was awesome. It's amazing. Why? Uh, it's, empty? it's yeah. You know, it's emptier. There's a lot more food. Uh, it's people are taking it very seriously here. Like uh, serious masks. No one's looking at each other. If someone's coming at you, someone stops. So like, yeah, mm-hmm. it was very nice. I guess in a way to see it. Um, I don't know. I, I yeah. enjoyed my shopping experience at Wegmans up here today. Dude, I kind of really want to get back to a supermarket so badly. I really do. Like you miss stuff like that. Yeah. Just going someplace and not thinking like a million times about it. No, I, I, I filled up the cart. I don't know. That's all. That's, that's what I got. I felt like I did a good yeah. deed. <laughs> good man. Okay. Good man. Look at baseball. Uh, we, nice show today, actually. We got an OTP update with uh, some big San Diego Padres news. Um, got some questions. We got some articles to talk about. We got some pictures to talk about. We have. I had some questions. Uh, we did a couple columns as we... Uh, wait, maybe that was before the show started. Before the show, we were talking about some columns we were publishing this week. Uh, and a couple interesting things came out of it, R- really more out of the comments than in the in the columns. So I wanted to bring some of that up, including Joey Bart, which I didn't put on the uh, rundown, but whatever. Uh, but first and foremost, our OOTP league that I'm sure everyone's been dying to hear about. Um, Diamondbacks still in first place somehow, 15-37. But the Colorado Rockies have died. They're now nine and a half games back. And the huh. San Diego Padres has assumed third place in the West with a 44-42 and 42 record. Five and a half games behind the Diamondbacks. DVR, what's up with the charge, man? This has got to feel great. My team is actually good. My team needs a few tweaks, and I'm very sad, but I think I'm going to have to send Mackenzie Gore down because he's got a 648 ERA uh, at this point, and we're almost halfway, or actually a little more than halfway through the regular season now after our latest sim. What's that move going to be? Probably, it's probably going to be Cal Quantrill as the new number five starter. And that's probably the only adjustment for now. But my team definitely needs a trade or two if I'm going to close the gap in our division or in the wildcard race. I'm four and a half back in the NL wildcard race right now. That's not bad. Considering where you were, well, I guess like two weeks ago in in our time, but which would have been... Maybe like a month and three quarters in the sim time because we're doing three weeks every week with some random pauses here and there. Um, you went nine and one last time we met, and then uh, you've, I guess you've been hot enough. And Colorado's been so bad, crazy. Yeah, it, it feels feels good to be contending because I thought without Puig or without anything I've I've done, I think the Padres are a playoff caliber team this year. I think they have a path to do that. Uh, how do you feel about Profar? I think I've made that pretty clear over the last 14 months. You haven't tried to trade him, though, I noticed. You've just kind of like, all right, you know, we'll see where this goes. Yeah, I'm just living with it right now. I mean, it's a spot where I might be able to get an upgrade. I think the hardest thing I've found, and I've looked at this for uh, real purposes, too, is that there are not a lot of interesting expiring contracts this season. The... 2021 free agent class, I guess we'll call it, is not 
loaded with talent. So I think it will be difficult to find good, impactful rentals to trade for, and that's going to mean giving up a bit more in terms of long-term value to get some deals done. What are you eyeing? Are you eyeing anything at all? Like that's not expo- like are you, are you? What do you need? Like a lefty in the bullpen kind of thing, or because there is it's starting to get a little active in the trade market. And in this game, it's July second, uh, which means there's you know less than a month left until the trade deadline. I need pitching depth, uh, both for the rotation and the bullpen. An upgrade at second base would be nice, but I actually think my my core of position players is fine. Like if I don't get major upgrades i'd be okay I'd, I'd like to get one hopefully on the right side of the infield if i don't do that i think i have to find an impact pitcher uh, i got my i Greek. have a, i have an impact pitcher and i just lost an impact pitcher in lucas giolito for the season Ugh. oh what did that just happen in this sim yeah this past week oh man or no i think it was the week before it was the week before. It was like three days ago, but it was a. I, I looked at it. I had had a really terrible week. Like you know, dropped out of second place in the central. Still, I think six games up in you know six games above five hundred. But losing Giolito for the season really hurts and shifts my focus a little bit. You know, because even if I make it to the playoffs, how far am I going to get? And you made so some trades. You made some right? trades to like win now. Like you, you did some big trades there. I made one. I, I. I got rid of one player that I think I'm going to miss in Nick Madrigal um, for Mike, essentially for Mike Miner and Lance Lynn and Danny Santana and Shin Su Chu. <laughs> like, Which I mean, come really, on, I, do they, right? Yeah, no, I, I, I'm still good with it because I have Lance Lynn on a really good contract for next year as well. Um, and he's been great. And he is great. So, like, I know that I could, I, I can flip Lynn, which is why I'm bringing him up right now. I think Lance Lynn has had, I think he's been hot lately. Are you looking and that he's up? An oh, you mean, oh, you're bringing him up. You uh, mean like bring up his page? Yeah, bring him up. Uh, I'm bringing no, I'm bringing it up to DVR because he's looking for a pitcher. You're really going to sell? White Sox are going to sell? It depends if I can get the right look. If I can get the right pieces back, that was part of the plan. It's like, all right, I'll give up this prospect that I really like a lot, but then I'll have pieces that I could move if we get to the trade deadline and my team's not ready to go. And with losing a Brave for the season, which I did like in week two. Um, yeah, it's and now losing Giolito. I just, I just don't know that 2020 is going to be the year for the Southsiders. Um, it's so crazy. In Chicago. Yeah, I, like, but it's crazy. So, I mean, it's this weird Kansas City Royals run is probably playing a role in killing <laughs> keep going. you. Like you've got a better, you've got yeah, a better record than DVR does. Yeah, but I'm in a much, well, I don't know, a tougher division. He's got the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Los does. Angeles Dodgers. I mean, <laughs> I mean the Los Angeles Dodgers. You're you're leading the Los Angeles Dodgers. That's remarkable. It's not going to last. Like the Dodgers have like a plus one forty two run differential. It's I mean it's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. The wait yeah, Astros are plus one sixty seven. Diamondbacks are plus ten. What are the what are the White Sox? That's your team. Plus twenty seven. Come on, man, you can do this. Uh, you know, I'm open to it. I'm open, to, look, but you got to be open to anything. You know, you got to be open to the way the season goes. You got to play the the wave of it. I mean, we're we're past halfway. Wild cards. Yeah, you're only four. You're four out of the wild card. DVR is four and a half, and you're talking about a fire sale. Not a fire sale, but a Lance Lynn sale, and he's got a he's got like the deepest farm system in the game. And if I can help, oh yeah, now I'm like, why are you giving me such a hard time? Because you don't want to deal with the Padres in the West. I get it. No, no, no I actually, exactly. I hadn't even thought about that angle. I <laughs> know. <laughs> I would love to see it. I, I just, I, you're an optimistic guy, no, man. But if, 
Yeah, no, but being optimistic, look, if I can get, I gave up a top 50 prospect in Nick Madrigal. And actually, I mean, this game is probably a top 40 prospect in baseball. If I can get something back from DVR in that ballpark or a couple of guys that may be a little bit lower on the totem pole, but still high, I can rebuild the system with a good trade easily. And that was always part of the plan. It's always should be part of your plan. In dynasty leagues and keeper leagues, you got to play it out. Your staff hasn't been great, man. I'm looking at it now. Lance Lynn, 4.55. No. Keichel, 3.68. He's been better. Miners, 5.66. Ceases, 4.61. Yeah. Gio and, Gonzalez, and your best pitcher. Yes, I know. I Remember, I put him back in. Yeah. I put him back in the rotation, then I moved Cease to the closer situation. Yeah. And now I've got, and I put Colome into the setup role. Now I've got Colome back in the closer situation. I've got Cease back in the rotation. Well, you got Ronaldo Lopez is your long relief. I mean, you, I know, yeah, you yeah. have depth. I do, I do, and that's why in San Diego, I mean, he's not going to give me Mackenzie Gore for him, but there are, it's a huge system of young bats with, like, so much depth. I mean, how many guys on, in, in this, on the San Diego Padres are guys who have a potential of 55 or higher? Probably 10, I would think. And if I can give him a pitcher that's going to help put him over the top or get him into the playoffs, you know, maybe he gives me two of those guys. Devar, will you, will you agree to a trade on air and then back off uh, when we get off air? <laughs> Oh, yeah. No trade made on this show is binding. <laughs> but it's Ian After Dark. It's not a regular show. Unless we make this the regular show, which uh, would be awesome. I don't know if we're there yet. I mean, Nicole looked at me tonight and she was like, wait, you're doing this again? Like, yeah, I've got a really busy. I was like, she was like, I got to, you know, I got to go. I was like, well, kind of because I got it, you know, 11 o'clock. And she's like, what happened to the daytime shows? I'm like, I'm really busy during the day now. Like, I don't like my days are like packed. So to find that time is, is challenging. She was like, yeah, okay. She doesn't <laughs> buy like, it. Right, we'll see yeah, but... <laughs> no, it's true. It's dead true, man. I'm like, crazy. So well, she was like, all right. All right. Place. We'll see what happens. Uh, look, DVR. <laughs> the listeners won't notice the he No, they will because they won't hear it. it. Lance Lynn is signed through 2021 for $11 million. That's a good deal. That's a great deal. Do you have money? Was there money sent your way too? Yeah, man. I got losing, trading Madrigal. Um, he took on all of my, uh, he took on all, I, I got all the salary. He paid all the salary to get magical. Come on, Dave. You want Lance Lynn? Think about what he'll do in the minor, in the minor, in the national league. Mr. Palucci. Think about Profar going to the south side of Chicago. Yeah, that's not enough, but that would be something. He brings his lunchbox to work every day. <laughs> you got so many guys down on the farm. You got so many guys. Ty France. I can see Ty France going. <laughs> it's a really I'll, nice I'll take Ty France if I can trade him to you. But I don't know Ty France. I would take Ty France. Middle, Jake man. Lamb just I'll, got hurt for me. so I, I'll, uh, just, I'll just trade you Ty France myself, Nando. Also, I've got Eduardo Escobar that I could send back to you for the Jake Lamb spot. Uh, well, I got go Lurie Garcia starting at third currently. Well, there you go. One more <laughs> sim. <trade> you. <laughs> One more Eduardo sim and he's Escobar. healthy. And he's back. Uh, interesting. How is, I, I wouldn't get Paddock in the steal, but how has Paddock been? It's been good. Hasn't been quite an ace, but he's been good. Has Dinelson Lamette so righted the ship yet? I have. I got to pull up the Padres here, but yeah, it's easier if I just ask you. Starting to. Uh, he's Joey Lucchese missing lots of bats. Last few starts have been a lot better overall. I love Joey oh. Lucchese in real life, and I, I like. I love the fact that he's doing well in this game. Yeah. What's his K per nine? We're just going to keep asking you questions about the Padres. That's going to be this entire show is me and Ian asking DVR questions about the Padres like that we can easily ju- look up ourselves. 8.1, not bad. 79. Yeah. <laughs> we can easily look up ourselves. <laughs> DVR, what's Pierce Johnson's whip? 
Okay, anyway, so so here's a nice segue. Usually Ian does this, but <laughs> we're talking about DVR, National League, Diamondbacks, National League. Uh, did a story this week, and a lot of people are talking about it. It's not like I came up with this idea, but uh, the National League might be getting the designated hitter. And it's this plan, which I think this plan, it's just going to be such nasty back and forth for so long. And I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with this whole thing. I do think it's going to eventually need to have, an, no matter which way this plays out, National League's going to have to have a DH. Um, Ian, are you eyeballing? Like, if I mean, if, let's let's say we do a best ball draft next week. How significantly are you going to change? I mean, forget about all the other stuff. How significantly would you change some players if there was a DH in the National League? Like, I pinpointed eight that I know I would bump up. In some cases, like 150, 280 P spots. How would you How would you run this? Um, you know, I'm looking at your eight. I'm gonna, can I, I'm going to tell, can I yeah, tell everybody who the eight are? Of course. Yeah, I'd like to. Uh, Romel Tapia, Austin Riley, Garrett Cooper, our guy, Albert our guy. Almora, interesting. Um, Jed Jerko, your boy. Um, Jay Bruce, hmm, hadn't thought about him much. Darren guess, well, Ruff, guess how old Jay discussed. Bruce is before you move on. 32. All right. I, I thought, oh, yeah, no. Okay, you're right. No, he's yeah. 33. 33. I was guessing because you wouldn't have asked if he was like 35. Right, exactly. It, have been it had to be something. Showed my cards. Um, but, but you know, I mean, Jed Jerko, not so much. But Albert Almora is interesting to me always because um, I always kind of hope that his, you know, top five pick in the draft will, will one day pan out. But Austin Riley is interesting. Garrett Cooper for sure. Tapia. Yeah, all these guys. They, they certainly go up, you know. And in 20-team leagues, it would be interesting. I think for the NL-only draft – DVR, did you find that that was where you know people were making that adjustment? Yeah, I think there was a little bit of that where a fourth outfielder who isn't like a true bench guy may have been nudged up a couple of bucks. I mean, I think it was an area that people were thinking about. I think the other thing people were doing, some were considering Colorado playing all of their games in Arizona and not having their pitchers deal with Coors Field and not having their hitters benefit from Coors Field. So that was the other kind of common adjustment. But I think NLDH was at least on the minds of people uh, when we were doing that auction a couple weeks ago. Was it? I, like, I, I feel like there wasn't that buzz yet. That this is just like the last three days kind of thing. The NLDH. Yeah, I, think, I think people were looking at it as a, a pretty... Because I think it was always connected to the Arizona plan, especially. Like, if you thought the Arizona plan was possible, divisions were going to get all messed up just because you'd have to have some sort of realignment, especially with the Arizona-Florida split, since you'd have A on NL teams scattered in both locations uh but anyway i i think it's one of those adjustments that if you expand the rosters a lot like and they've talked about going to 30-man rosters with 20-man taxi squads since there you know probably won't be minor leagues think about teams like the rays and the dodgers teams that have the most depth they can platoon as many spots as they want if the roster gets big enough and that really makes playing time a disaster so some teams that don't have depth it's going to be one player really getting the windfall of the extra playing time, but other teams might just platoon even more spots than they already do because they have the luxury of being able to do that. You wonder if St. Louis would have wanted Jose Martinez back knowing that this was the situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you had the DH, and if you had the DH in the NL, it would be Jose Martinez all day in St. Louis. Guy just can't field. Right. Yeah, but I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, And this still might not even happen, you know? Like, I, I just, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. it's uh, And I don't want to linger too much on this, because DVR, you did this on uh, your favorite show, right? Where you don't correct your co-host? 
What is that about, actually, DVR? So, you know, like, what was the example that Steve G gave that he was listening to the show and that he, I forget who the name was? What was the you name? You know, was talking about Ian Hap and he meant J.A. Hap. J. Hap. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. And uh, someone did, well, you know, it's uh, funny you mentioned J.A. Hap because I have a. <laughs> he didn't pull that old move on, on his buddy Eno. It's only for us. Well. Well, no, but how did how did DVR handle it? Did he not do the the smooth replacement? No, he name? just pretended nothing happened. There was no segue. There was no way to repeat the name <laughs> to correct it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's like you know I'm watching the Last Dance DVR in a way. I mean, he's got so many talents, and depending on what role he's playing, if he's host or like on our show where he's not lead host, um, you know, he's like Dennis Rodman. Like you know, he'll, he'll he just cleans up all the messes on the court. Yeah, he'll, he'll get that rebound. I don't know if that's more or less insulting than ciabatta bread, but yeah. Hey, I mean, what could be any more different than Dennis Rodman and ciabatta bread? And who would have <laughs> thought that Dennis Rodman would have gotten so many mentions on on our baseball show? I guess you're right. On court, Rodman is probably the the best Rodman you could be. Well, there's at least one other better Rodman, but m- most of the other Rodmans are bad. Anyway, I'm glad to be comp to on-court Dennis Rodman. On-court Rodman. This is on-court Rodman. <laughs> the point is, check out Rates and Barrels for a much more in-depth uh, National League DH. I just don't want people who are listening to all of this stuff have to listen to it again. So, you know, right? Mm, We're all one enough. big show. But, the, you know, we, we have our own we have our own spin. I spoke to Glenn Colton today. Oh, yeah, it's too uh, early for enjoyed... that. We'll save that for later. <laughs> Wait, you just... <laughs> save Glenn Colton for later. <laughs> That's good. Glenn right, with two ends. <laughs> with two ends. Hey, Hall of Famer, Mount Rushmore. Literally Hall of Famer. Mount Rushmore, you know, I, I, I vote yes, but... Uh, yeah, but you're also the guy who player. didn't know the name of the person who invented fantasy sports. It's true. It's true. Not to not right. Glenn. I actually love Glenn. Lots. Uh, yeah. And Rick. Glenn and Rick. Glenn and Rick. They're, Rick they're and Glenn. Yeah. And Stacy. All right. All right, because you got all three of them. Are, you know, when you think of one of them, you think of all three. They partner so well on teams. It's good stuff. Yeah. All right, anyway, we don't have to save him until later. Go ahead. I was just messing with you. <laughs> um, no, but I spoke to him, and he wants to be a, a guest on the show. And it was like, well, wait a minute. How are we going to do that? We're, there's already three of us talking. Like, how are we going to have a fourth? And then we figured it out. DVR, what did you say? One of us has to be sick or unavailable. Unavailable. So if we had, let's say we were doing a day show, and Nando had baby, it was on baby duty or, you know, something else, Glenn could step in there. That would be perfect. And fun. Well, he's got to get in line. Mike the Mouth is actually the first guy in line, and then it's Glenn, right? DVR? Is that the cue? That's the current cue, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mike the Mouth Matasaw? Who? <laughs> Mike Masato, man. He uh, He's a big high stakes guy. He's Mike the Mouth. Oh, that's Mike the Mouth. All right. Is it well? Mike, Mike. All right, cool. Is he he yeah. wants to be on the show? I think so. He's talked to DVR a little bit about it, and DVR has shunned him. He said, four man booth is too much. It's the lot to manage. <laughs> it's a lot. Four, 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 four on a show is not, not a good idea. Yeah, it takes it kind of the flow. Stern. The flow kind of dips off. You know, it's it's tough. Makes it longer. Yeah, no one leaves it feeling great. You know. Yeah, it's like when you do the mock drafts and like everybody's on, and it's like eh, we shouldn't do that again. You know what I mean? Not that we've ever done that, but I've been on other shows where there've been like six people on air. It's not. It's not so good. No, we, three's we, a nice we got number. A pretty good thing going. Yeah, we got a nice thing going. We got some bread. We got some meats. We got some cheeses. Some sol- you know, solids for Kensington Mayo. Like we're, we're doing our thing. Yeah. Okay. So moving along, <laughs> there's one thing I wanted to get to, and I know I put it at the very bottom of the the rundown. And by the way, now I understand why you guys are laughing about elaborated. Okay. Because <laughs> I misspelled <laughs> it in the rundown. You got it. My bad. 
uh, <laughs> Dynasty Leagues. And I've gotten a couple, like, so we, we put a post up, um, and this isn't just to talk about how great we are. We put a post up asking people, like, you know, what can we what can we put up for you? Like, what are you looking for right now? Because we're taking some shots at things, and we think it's working. Like, a lot of people read the Fantasy Weather one, and people enjoyed the find the five differences in these two pictures thing. Uh, but we're also, like, just as normal people want to read fantasy baseball stuff ourselves. It's just like we either we've already written it because we got very close to the start of the season before everything got shut down, or we still have it in the tank and we're just waiting for it to come back and then we'll put it out when you know there's some stuff that you just you want to save until the very end. Uh, so we're just asking people to help us out. And uh, someone had a, a question about Dynasty um, and like what do you do? And I I. I I've got this, I called it the Jurassic Park plan, just so I could have a stupid name to it, but in case that league in Amber, and just do a redraft league instead with the same people, same format, everything's the same except it's not a dynasty league. Because if there's 80 games, and Ian, I think you could appreciate this more than almost anybody, you're going to have to change your strategy so much when this happens with 50-man rosters and the DH and the National League and whatever, whatever, that like, like you could ruin a team that you've been building for six years just to win this year with these new rules... Or you could just say everybody like, look, we're going to enter next year with the same salaries, the same like same contractual terms. Let's just play a different league this year, totally, you know, five by five roto, no, whatever, but not dynasty. No, no, you don't think so? I vote no, no, I vote no. Here's why. Yeah, I'd love to hear why. Because with an eighty, here's why: eighty game season, you have teams that have not been sniffing the money forever. They now have a chance to anything can happen in eighty game season, right? right? So, like the team that's in first place in a normal season on July first, oftentimes the winner's not even in in the money at that point. It can be, not always, but it can be. So you can have teams that could just like hit a lucky streak and just go for it and win a championship out of it. Why not? And it also gives, truthfully, it does give the rich a chance to get richer if they're smart about it. So if I'm in that situation and we do play it out and there's 81 games, I'm going to go to every team that has a chance, right? They have to realistically have a chance to compete and say, yo, you want to go, you want to put in your chips? You want to go for it? You'll get the crown, you get the flag, you'll have it forever. And, you know, I can find advantage there, which appeals to me. So, you know, it, it, it sort of, it, instead of maybe seven teams having a chance to win, now, now you're up to nine or 10 or 11 teams. And I think everybody should have the chance. So no, DVR, I would vote no on that. Come on. DVR, are you with me? Uh, I love the name of the plan. Uh, I love the spirit <laughs> of the you. plan. <laughs> but I, I want to play it out. I think it's because in RDI, I've got one of those middling crap burger teams that's not quite ready to compete ordinarily, but could sneakily compete in a shortened season. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. But I mean, yeah, but I mean, like, you, I mean, uh, all right. I, I could see I that mean, side I get of the where you're coming from, but it's like just playing the pennant race. You know what I mean? Like it's just playing the last half of the season. It's like everyone started zero. Everyone starts at the exact same spot. It's a sprint. It's not the 162 game marathon. It'll feel like wow. All right, wow, we're halfway done. Oh my god, we can make this. And you trade a few more pieces. I like it. I think it's. I think it'll be. I think it's unlikely, but I think it'll be fun if it does happen. How would you handle the contracts and everything? Let them just expire? I, or would you give... Yeah, yeah. Like, this year doesn't count. Really? 
I no, g- I would say that this year counts. I mean, that you play it out that these are the years, and and it's a it's a shortened year, but it still counts. It's still everyone's paying their same hundred bucks or whatever it is, and you know whoever wins wins. It's like the strike shortened season of nineteen eighty two, the strike shortened season of uh, nineteen ninety four. There was no you know World Series champion, but nineteen I think it was eight, no it was eighty one. I apologize, and it was the Los Angeles Dodgers who won the World Series, and you know what they beat the Yankees in six games, and you know what they won the World Series that year, as far as I'm concerned, even though it was a shortened season. That must and have been I think tough that on you. Championship, that was terrible because we'd won in seventy seven. I was five. You weren't born. I was just going to say, yeah, you were senior in college in eighty one, and I was a uh, <laughs> you were I was a psycho. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. So, so I was like, yo, we make it to the World Series, we play the Dodgers, and we win. And and I'll never forget Tommy Lasorda running out and shaking hands with his team when they they won the whole thing. I remember it clear as day. I was nine years old. Yeah, you know. All right, I guess because you have these fond memories, that's why we. Shouldn't put things in amber and uh, just I don't make the league a regular amber, league for you. I think you you know why because it's not going in real major league baseball. I think it's an interesting idea. It's certainly a worthy article. It's certainly a worthy piece. And I'm not any kind of authority. I'm not going to write about it. So, yeah. You already did. Uh, it was a note. It was like a note in a larger one. Oh, all right, but I liked it. I thought it was interesting. I think it's worthy. I'd be interested to hear what everyone else has to say about it. It's just from my perspective, you know, the year is going to count for as long as they play. You know, if Mike Trout has seven years left on his contract, at the end of this year, he's going to have six. So I think that it should be the same thing. Like, I think the fact that I took Chris Sale in a in our, in DVR, in my uh, keeper league, and I took Chris Sale, I think, what did I get him for? Like 12 bucks, right? With really high inflation, I got him super cheap. Absurd. Like, that should cost me this year. Like, I shouldn't be able to just get a pass on it and get him for $12 next year. No. Like, if I'm going to keep him, then, you know, if I'm going to hold on to him and, you know, burn the roster spot, I get to enjoy him for the following year. But otherwise, but it does benefit I, I you, you get a bit. It, to do what? Well, the impact of not having sale won't be as big. Well, sure. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And I have sale in many dynasty leagues that I have. In three of my dynasty leagues, I have four, actually. In all four of my dynasty leagues, I have Chris Sale, even in the one I just drafted which I took him in like the 15th round um, in a dynasty league, which was awesome. Um, but yeah, it would probably help me, but I still think it would be more fun to play it out. I got enough redraft leagues, man. I play with you guys in redraft. That's true. I still owe you $100. You, <laughs> just will you just send me your, your PayPal address and I'll just do it? Do I have to? I have to. Well, you don't have to say it. You don't have to say it live. Uh, how else would you no, like me to send you $100? It's my... Just it would just send me it to my email like every other human being would have at this point. By now, it's one hundred and twelve dollars. I don't know so what that means. Send it to your email. Would <laughs> 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 you like me to scan in the bills? There's interest. <laughs> There's interest. Is it one hundred and twelve dollars? It's been weeks. Do you have Zelly? Oh, by the way, no, uh, I don't even know. It's I. I know Nicole came up with Zelly recently, but no, I don't know for yeah. Zelly. Do you guys? Have, you have Zelly? Honda, you're always like two steps ahead. No, I, don't, I have Bank of America, so it just shows up. <laughs> use Zelly. I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah, that's the system <laughs> banks use instead of PayPal. Uh, but then there's the uh, Venmo. I got Venmo. Venmo. Is like the thing. Yeah, I can, I can send you, you Venmo. Yeah, no, you're gonna no, you're gonna PayPal me. Do you have PayPal? Of course. Yeah, come on, man. Not some people don't anymore. Now they're like, oh, I'm done with PayPal. It's like people who are done with Facebook and they only do Instagram. Why would you be done? PayPal's the greatest? I don't have to put my credit card into things. That's if what I have I'm saying. PayPal. It's my identity's protected. It. Yeah. <laughs> It's the best PayPal. Right? All right. So, is your PayPal, PayPal address your actual email address? I'll do it right now. Live yes, on it air. is, and it's a hundred, hundred and twelve dollars. It's not. I'm not paying you the twelve dollars. You, uh, you know, what? I'll send DVR the twelve dollars. <laughs> <laughs> That's getting no, very complicated. So, 
DVR, DVR. People are talking about how they want to do the 12-team. I've spoken to a couple of people that want to do the 12-team Triple Crown. I think we should do it. Raise more money, help people out, have some fun. Did you speak to Glenn Colton about that, or was it someone else? No, it was pretty much Glenn. Speaking <laughs> of Glenn Colton. <laughs> it was pretty much Glenn. But I was like, what else am I doing? I'm sitting here. Why does Glenn was already in the first three, wasn't he, with Rick? Yeah, but he's doing, you know, that was so awesome. Come on, man. We were all getting to play against the best players in the in the country best players of fantasy baseball and you testing yourself against them you know it's fun oh wait a second you're in here as one of my contacts there you go but this isn't your email address we've got to do this off air yeah we do have to do this off air that's all right right. well Well, why you know what's the worst thing someone has your paypal address they send you money (laughs) (laughs) here let me know if you get the hundred dollars this is definitely a picture of you okay all right it's a picture of me from a long time ago continue uh, I don't I know. Change that. Gotta, you're the you're the lead host. You got to tell us what's next. Uh, what's next is I'm hitting continue. <laughs> and here we <Okay>. go. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. All right, you're right. Let's let's continue going, and I'll go back to the screen when I make you guys talk. No, no, no. Listen, uh, I'll ask the weird question. I'll, can I ask the weird question then? So I'll ask the weird question to DJR. Sure. Would you get McDonald's at a drive-through right now? No, but I think I know his answer. I'm not one to eat. McDonald's anyway. I just that's that's what I thought his answer would be. <laughs> I, I just I'm not gonna eat McDonald's anyway. I just uh, I can't do it anymore. I used to eat it in college. I mean, I, I would do the the like the two double cheese, the McChicken, and a large fry for four dollars or whatever it was on Friday night, and then you know drink ten beers because I was really healthy back then. Uh, no, but uh, I, I would not. Well, I don't think it wasn't so much like do you not want the food. It was more like it's that's on that line, you know. Yeah, so it's not for me, man. I can't go to you can't go to McDonald's right now. Drive through, drive through. Okay, so there's a Culver's by my house, right? I ate at Culver's. That's that's the junk food I do eat now. I've, I've really evolved. Uh, <laughs> Ian, you want to ask? You want to ask or should I? All right, go ahead. <laughs> what <laughs> is Culver's? Sorry, it's the East Coast guys going what? Midwest Wisconsin-based burger chain. Butter burgers are what they are known for. Butter burgers. Yeah, are they good? Is it good? Yeah, it's like a smashed, uh, seared burger. Standard junk food, but good. You know, they get cheese curds as one of the side. If you, if you don't want fries, you know. Deep fried cheese curds? Yeah. Oh, oh of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like it's Wisconsin. Fish on Fridays, you know, all that stuff. Uh, say, but the same process, the principle of the question is, would I get food from a drive-thru right now? Uh, I haven't been. I, I'm i not afraid to at this point. I've just gotten into a really good routine of loading up on the groceries you know, once a week and planning out all the meals and just not really having any any gaps in the schedule where I have to go out and, and make a run for an individual meal lately. But I'm at the point where I'm, I'm comfortable doing that. I like it. I'm asking because they have trolls toys and they're happy meals. And no, I'm watching a lot of trolls. No. <laughs> I, I vote. No, I vote. I'm, I'm a hard no on this. Like you can't because it's too many hands touching too many things to me. You're also, I mean, you're in New York too. So it's, things are very different there versus yeah. in, Dane County, Madison, Wisconsin, right now. Yeah, I guess so. I guess that's probably right. Hey, I just got a one. Yo, dude, you totally like ripped me off with the twelve bucks. All right, did it work? Whatever. It went through. Yeah, I just got a hundred. I mean, you can't charge me interest if you haven't been reminding me to send it to you. I remember once a week <laughs> no, on, on either Tuesday nights or Wednesday afternoons, which happen to coincide with yeah. the show when we're talking, and you you slyly <laughs> mention a hundred dollars somewhere in the show. No, I'm like, oh, did I owe me a hundred dollars. I had forgot. I hadn't even. Yeah, you did. You get your friends together. Put in a hundred bucks. Do your league. Oh, that's I got right. it. Some acting, acting <laughs> stuff. That. No, no. But it's yeah. it's funny that you. It's funny. I swear. I, I bet you, play. Ian. If you if that's you weren't funny. married for so long, I bet you you would have read that book 
that those pickup artists wrote that looked like a Bible? You know what? I bought not the pickup artist one, but it was yeah. called like the power of something. It was like the power of persuasion. And it was like this big, thick, like book. That's like, it's going to give you your Bible. It's like a real, like, you know, and then one day I sat down recently to like, I was like, what is this thing that I bought? And I open it and I read it and it's like how to screw people out of stuff. And it's like, it's, was it chapter sucks. one, call them on like, the phone. <laughs> 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 no, it's like chapter five. <laughs> okay, more baseball stuff. Um, Chris Meany actually has a column coming out tomorrow that I thought was interesting. It's and, and it's it's you got to read it to really get the full gist of it. But NBA and uh, I know we're not really NBA and NHL here, but he is. Um, and this, I mean, this might come up because some leagues actually. Steve Cozzolino took our money for the GDD league and gave it back to us. And I told you know I was in the camp of just hold on to it, dude, because you know, please just take the money now, so I don't have to let it go again later. But uh, Meany's having some some issues. There are some things going on in the NHL and NBA communities where commissioners are just refunding everybody's money, and he's like, "I'm in the playoffs, man. Like teams are eliminated, and you're just going to give me back my fifty bucks. Like there should be a much more fair way to do it." Um, and it's you, know, but it's almost like if you're not going to wait, and I can understand why people don't want to wait because people need money right now. Um, like there's, you know, maybe there's a more fair way than just refunding everybody's money, especially if NHL leagues were in the playoffs, uh, NBA, I don't think was yet, but NHL leagues were. So DVR, you seem like a pretty fair guy. How would you handle this? So if, if you're in like a head to head hockey league or something, let's say there's 12 teams in the league and six make the playoffs. I would take whatever money you have in the prize pool and just split it evenly among those teams. That'd be the, the first thing I would have kind of in mind if you want to talk to those teams and say, should we vary it up a little bit? If you had more wins in the regular season, you get a little more. If you were you know, like the sixth seed, you get a little bit less. Maybe you could tinker to reward the teams that were the strongest teams throughout the year. But I think generally just find a way to at least reward the teams that made the playoffs versus giving everybody back the entry fee. Um, it, it is weird. I mean, the NBA being not as far along, I, you could pay out based on where things ended. But that's another way to at least consider it, right? If it's like a roto sort of league or something, like the season sort of just ended when it did and standings are final. Yeah, how about you? Uh, you know, a buddy of mine, Scott Wingfield, who plays in one of my dynasty leagues, he's a commissioner in a bunch of leagues, and he said that the way he's going to do it is that the year for dynasty is just going to be for um, posterity, like, but no money is going to be done. Uh, so that's baseball, but it ha- that hasn't started. I definitely think I don't think you return everybody's money. I think that could I think that can get a little messy, especially if you know basketball does come back but if it doesn't come back then like dvr says i think you go based on you know season's over if you're in roto you're there and if it's playoffs you split it up a little bit more for the guy who's in first i don't know if there's just a way to do it that's like that's the thing like i don't think you give people money back who you know yeah that was he actually has that in bold like do not give do not just do a straight refund yeah it doesn't make sense yeah awful decision he called it I think the the question that's related to that, though, that I'm thinking about is for the Keeper League that Ian and I play in. I'm the commissioner of that league. We had our auction before things stopped. If the season doesn't play, do you roll the entry fees over to next season? Do you reach out and vote and possibly donate it? Do you refund it all back for this year and keep the rosters as they are? I mean, what what do you think the best way to handle that would be? 
Well, actually, Meany, so Meany had another complication that I want to throw in here. Um, he had, his leagues had some people who hadn't paid yet, and they're refusing to pay now. Oh, that's bad. Yeah, so, Ooh, so they he's had, he, they they're, they're kicking them out. They're straight kicking them out of the league. Wait, this is a season that's already been going on for like half a year? Yeah, you know, and you collect at the end. You know, I'll pay you at the end, and I'll pay you whoever wins. Yeah, that kind of that, thing. I mean, that's, yeah. that's I know people play it that way, and they, your, your friends yeah, usually really aren't a tight. flight risk, but... You gotta be really tight with people to to do That's that. That's the problem. So, like, even my home football league now has the, a friend of a friend of a friend in one of the spots, and we all kind of looked at each other one day and we're like, "Who is that guy?" And someone traced it out. And we're like, "Did he pay yet?" No, he didn't pay yet. Is he gonna pay? Probably not. Like, why is he in our league? Like, that's just goofy. We we don't know him, and he's gonna maybe win money and just run away or not pay us if he doesn't win money. Like, that's ridiculous. It's a very yeah, pessimistic yeah. point of view I, for you, DVR. Uh, yeah, I agree. It's kind of pessimistic. Yeah, it's not like you. No, but also they should they should they should pay. Like you should pay at the beginning of the season. I only they only happened to me once where I got caught holding the bag on a guy. One time, a guy who I was like, I need a guy in my friends and family league, and then he stayed for another, a second season, and then like he didn't pay, and like I let him, whatever, and then he like just kind of quit on it, and I was like, whatever, dude, I'll cover you. It was a short, it was little money. It was a low money league, but I was also I was like, eh, I don't like you so much anymore. Yeah, nah. yeah friendships. People yeah. get divided. Yeah, man, you gotta be straight with people. All right, don't take advantage. I just thought it'd be don't a nice thing advantage. to throw into the mix here for discussion. Yeah, but no. golden rule, man. Just be nice to people. Try to try to treat people the way you want to be treated. Wasn't that refunding everybody's money? Well, no. I mean, no, no. But see, I, I, I not for basketball that's been going on. You had the joy and the fun of playing all season. Your team's no good. You didn't. You know, you're not going to make the playoffs. You shouldn't get your money back. No, that's my opinion. But you know, let me throw this. I, let me throw I'm this scenario willing, that I'm not willing to fight for it. I'm not willing to fight about it. All right, you know then never I mean? mind. Be like, all right, whatever. No, I yeah, throw, throw your scenario. No, please. let's say uh, it's after dark. Kind of after dark. A couple of the guys at the bottom uh, have lost their jobs. No, that, right. I mean, right. yeah. If somebody needs the money, no, no, that's different. But then you just say, hey, if you need me to, you know, you, you, I don't know. Let me PayPal you some money. Listen, you owe me twelve bucks. Absolutely not. <laughs> Refuse to play this game. <laughs> First of all, it's a running game. If you really want to get into this, I was not told there was an entry fee. A and actually neither I, was Ian. So that's yeah. That's <laughs> true. That is true. C and then, and then he didn't even he didn't even he didn't even like he just sort of lightly put it out there. Like, yo, waiting for that. I was like, What? Oh, all right. We have to make that happen. That's good though. Look, he raised good money for a good cause, so I'm I'm good with that. I'm I'm pushing for another round of it. I want to get Clay Link on my team. You should let him know that it costs him hundred bucks. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to. Yeah, I like how these new details that Ian reveals every week. Uh, just, <laughs> but it's like everything. It's, like, it's like someone read something that I wrote called "Everything I Hate About Baseball Leagues." And Ian's like, every week, it's like, oh, by the way, you have to put three comments on a message board every week in this league. <laughs> by the way, there's a weekly video chat. <laughs> I don't like video chats, man. Yeah. yeah. I still don't like video chats. Uh, DVR. Um, Jonathan Loisaya. Did we get that right? <laughs> Come on, man. You know I'm just kidding, man. Right. I'm just kidding. Jonathan Loisaya. <laughs> Come on, you DVR, you had to just come back with, well, yeah, Jonathan Lois. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say anything now, man. <laughs> Steve G called it. you out. 
<laughs> it's like it's like if you go to like a, a you know a Paul McCartney concert, you want him to play yesterday. You know, you want him to play at Dear Hey Jude. Is that the end of the story? No. Well, no. They come for the name. <laughs> uh, you know, for the name bit. They come for the name. Right. Bit. So we should we should put that in now. Like every episode, Nandorail like throw just say a name wrong. And then see how it we'll takes see. for DVD yeah. to just settle it. <laughs> anyway, uh, there was a story in the New York Post today. I, I don't remember who wrote it. I forget. It was like a Yankees notebook kind of thing uh, saying he's the odd man out. Um, because, you know, James Paxton, it's one of those things where James Paxton's had enough time to get back and get healthy and, you know, the season's yes. shorter, so whatever, whatever. I don't know if that's true, though. I don't know if I buy that. I think he's going to be in there anyway. Maybe Jordan Montgomery is the odd man out. Um, and it's made me like him more and more and kind of want to go after him more and more. Uh, I don't know. Am I crazy? Like, am I, just, am I playing with fire by doing this, especially in a shortened season? Or am I like, oh, no, you, I, I'm, I'm on this guy. His minor league numbers are incredible. Uh, he's very, very good. There's a spot there, I think, for him. Um, am I wrong? Am I missing this? Should I stop? One more first. No, I, I, I think it. I think it's a, a, a nice upside play. You know, you you posted something in your article about him, where about the his fastball, his velocity for fastballs in September. Oh yeah, he was up yeah. at ninety eight, ninety eight or something. And I was like, yeah. And I thought, and you were saying that because it's a shorter innings limit for everybody that they're going to be throwing less innings that they can go more all out. It makes a lot of sense. So yeah, I, I like him. Let's say twelve team league, twenty third round, twenty fourth round. That you can get him there. Um, yeah, I would go for that. I would. Ale only, yeah, I would right, throw that's... seven bucks on, six bucks on them. Yeah, I like it. Well, that's actually a lot. That's a lot more than I thought. General public would be thinking about him in ale only. Well, now after I read your article, that's why. Because oh, before you probably would have been two. But I thought about it. I was like, huh, that makes a lot of sense. And he did have DVR. Didn't he have like uh, it was like April and May? Was it last year where like he was just like lights out? He would throw like six innings and strike out like nine guys. Hmm. When was that? Well, you do that. I'm going to look him up in the sim. I wonder how he's doing for the fake Yankees. I don't care about that. Yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> what? Wasn't he... Why don't you care about no, that? No, I mean, like, I mean, I care about the sim. Don't you want to know curious, how he's like, doing? Am I right? He had, so he had a couple of five inning outings well. in June of 2018. It's five scoreless innings, five and a third. And how many strikeouts did he have? 14 in those two starts, over 10 and a third. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it was, he, he really was like, "Whoa, look at that!" He had a clunker sandwiched in between those starts. I, I, I think he's good. I, I think I, the thing I'm looking at with him is he good enough in the format that you're drafting in to still be in your lineup if he's a multi-inning reliever. I think there's a really good chance he's like a two or three-inning reliever for them. Like you could throw him as an opener in front of Montgomery if you wanted to. You could have him as a follower and try to push him that way a little bit. If you do tandem starts, I mean, there's. There are a few ways to see him get a lot more innings than a reliever and maybe even be used in a way that optimizes his chances to be a sneaky source of wins. Yeah, I like it. This Yankees... Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm in the sim right now. Deep in the sim, man. Cole Tanaka, Loisega, and then Jordan Montgomery and Nick Nelson. Cole's got 2.92 ERA, Tanaka's 4.91 Loisiga six point oh six, Montgomery six point one two, and Nick Nelson six point five two. Yankees oh the Yankees are four and a half games behind in the East. The Red Sox are a lot further behind. Oh Red Sox are terrible, yeah. Red Sox are not doing well. 
Actually, he just, Chad really Jennings good. just wrote a story about them today and how bad they were doing, or yesterday or something. That's just, oh, sorry, I, just, I, I like this game because it kind of gives you a little, like, why is this guy doing well? Should I look more into him? Like, Jesse Hahn is doing really well for the Royals. No, no, just something I like to look at a little deeper. Yeah, listen to this Red Sox rotation. How is Nicky Lopez? How is Nicky Lopez? Look, we all have computers. Nicky Lopez was hitting 354 last time I checked. Let's see. Lineups. Nicky Lopez. Nicky Lopez is hitting. the MVP of the freaking league. He's hitting 340 with four home runs. Those and 11 steals. How many steals. triples does he have now? <laughs> Those are MVP numbers. He has 11. He's got 11 triples. <laughs> In the middle of the season. Which made his slug, yeah, slugging's 532. I'll tell you what. You know who's hitting 270 with 11? This is exactly what I'm talking about. You know who's hitting 270 with a 348 on base percentage and 11 home runs and one steal? First baseman Ryan O'Hearn. Did not see that coming. Well, they the, the sim the person who put together the sim is obviously from Missouri. I mean, there's really no way to say. <laughs> you think that's it? It's just maybe, but you know, Ryan O'Hearn. It wouldn't shock me. You know, I, I was picking him up, and it, I would get him an AL only. Ryan O'Hearn. You know who loves him? Well, he doesn't. We may have talked about this. I feel like we talked about this. Yeah, I think we did because that was when we were talking to the beat writers. Alec Lewis, Mm -hmm. I think, was like, "Hey, check out Ryan O'Hearn. You know, he might have a good year. All signs point to good." Yeah, very good. Kansas City's so Salvador Perez has eleven home runs. O'Hearn has eleven home runs. Hunter Dozier has twenty. Whit Merrifield has ten, and Jorge Soler has seventeen. Yep, and they're kicking. They're they're in first place by they're ahead seven games ahead of me. First in the American League Central Division, 50, 53 and thirty four. Fifty three and thirty four. Is that the is that the best record in baseball? Not quite. No. Uh, I don't know. The Braves, the Braves have the best record, and the Astros. That's Chris Meany yeah. and Al Melchior. Right, so. Good for the fantasy guy. Look at the fantasy guys are doing. Hold on. So the Braves are first in the East. That's fantasy guy. It's Chris Meany. Diamondbacks first in the West. Yeah. Fantasy guy. Hey. Al West is the uh, Al. It's the Al West. Al Melchior or the Astros. They're in first. <laughs> That's good. Uh, well, Tampa Bay Rays is Daniel Barbarisi, <laughs> and he's uh, he wrote the book, The Drafting, Dueling with Kings. He's a fantasy guy. He'll count. Mike Palucci is in the is he's in the full rebuild. Yeah, Mike Palucci's Rangers are 28 and 60. Good guy. Nice guy. 32 and a half games behind. Yeah, that's what he's going for. He's going for the draft pick, man. He wants the draft pick, I think. Yeah. Speaking of which, how about C.J. Abrams for Lance Lynn, DVR? No. Come on, man. Have a little, live a little, DVR. You're not going to be running the 2021 team. That's someone else's problem. That's the 2024 team. I'm, get, I'm getting the extension. I'm, I'm running this team well into the future. I'm just saying, I'll give you Lance Lynn for him. <sighs> no, I don't think, think about so. what Lance Lynn could do. To That's what, hey, you want to hear what DVR does on the phone when I offer him trades? He, <laughs> yes, because it's hilarious. This is what you're he does because he just did it. He just did it. He just did it. Like if I, he, he goes. As soon as I hear that, I know it's no. But he doesn't want to be disrespectful, so he's like, like it was a, it was a strong no. There was no consideration about it. Like he was not giving me C.J. Abrams. He wasn't giving me six years of C.J. Abrams for two years of Lance Lynn, no matter how good you know Lance Lynn could be for his team. And I respect that. But I asked him, but he didn't want to be like no. So he went. Like he thought about it, and he's like, no, I've heard that so many times in the last couple of years. I'm like, hey, how about this? Like, no. <laughs> it's like your sniffle. That's his tell. Just adding yeah, just exactly. adding some drama, you know? Yeah, <laughs> totally. But you do it on the, not just on the air, on the phone. No. DVR's tough, man. I'll tell you, trading with DVR, got to be careful, man. Guy knows what he's doing. I don't think I've ever had the pleasure. Have I? I don't think it's so. A, it's 
trading with DVR is respectful. He's a good he's a good trade partner. He's fair, um, but he's not to be. You know, you're not going to get him moved. He's going to do it his way. It's good. It's a, it's a good way to be. It's a good trader. That is a good way to do that. Have it is. He's very good. He's a very good player. DVR, you ever find yourself trapped in a trade that you really kind of don't want to make, but you've kind of agreed to it a little bit, and then you feel like you have to just execute it and suck it up? I don't think I've fallen into that, but I've definitely walked into a bad deal just on my own, taking a, a really bad read of a situation. Uh, the example is the trade I made in RDI. No, I don't talk about it. A year it. ago. Don't, no, don't talk about no, it. No, no, I will. No, I will. So uh, I, I made the trade. I traded away Josh Hader. Trade. Yes. And I was trading. I traded him away because I thought he was hiding an injury. thought he was going... 90% fastball because his elbow was jacked up and I thought he was done and I wanted to get rid of him before he turned into a setup guy again who was volatile right so I, I made a very bad assessment and traded him away and what? didn't get a good return either I, I got um, Daz Cameron and Shane Boz and Boz will end up being the better of those two players I bet but that's risky and it's going to take a while and the moral of the story is I could have got a lot more and um, no reason to force it. But the problem was I was starting to play a little bit more for the future. Closers are tricky. You got caught, so that's the trick. And it, those are those are the interesting times. Sometimes, every time, you're if you're playing Dynasty Leagues, Keeper Leagues, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to make bad trades. I can list off five of mine over the course of the last number of years, and you're going to make them. The tricky thing is when you call your friend who made the bad trade, and you're like... So, uh, or if if they call you and they say, "Hey, what did you think of that?" Because once you once the trade goes through and you look at it, and you're like, "Ooh, did I just you know?" And you reach out to somebody, and then when you have to tell them, "Yeah, you just you just blew that one," and I remember that phone call with Derek, and I was like, "Ooh," and he was like, and you were like, "Yeah, not good, right?" I'm like, "Nope, not good, not good on that one." And we had just made the Otani trade, so you had gotten into the rhythm and the fun. It was like the Pringles. Remember, I've talked about the Pringles before. Like once you pop, you can't stop. Try to take advantage of other dynasty owners in 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 your leagues when they make a trade. Go right after them because it's fun and you want to go out and do it again. It's like I want to go back to Vegas because it was so much fun. I'll do it again. You know, it feels good to make a good trade. That's when people make mistakes, and that was that's why I didn't want you to talk about. It. I was like, Oof. Shane, but well, Shane Bass does have a have upside for sure. Stupid trades. I could have got a lot more. Like that's that's the that's the bottom line. Bad trade, regardless. Even if Shane Boz were knocking on the door to be ready for the big leagues, even if Daz Cameron looked like he could start in the Tigers' crappy outfield on opening day, even if those things were true, I should have got more. I took a bad deal. I disagree because I don't agree with that. If Shane Baz was knocking on the door, he would be Casey Mize because it's a similar level. It's just he's further away than Casey Mize. Or Matt Manning, right? Shane Baz is another year past that, so it adds more risk to the table. Like as you said, elbows go and things like that. Um, but Shane Baz throws; he, he kind of looks like Tyler Glass now to me a little bit. Like, different, but the velocity is remarkable. I just—I actually watched some film on him this week. I just happened to grab a minute of Shane Baz, and I was just like, "Ooh, look at that stuff!" And it just makes that Chris Archer trade just that much more bizarre. That it was just, you know. Baz, Baz is for real, and if he was closer, it wouldn't have been as bad, but he's not. And Daz Cameron, unfortunately, though, Daz Cameron strikes me as a guy who could have, if he comes back and plays minor league baseball this year, could could come back. You know, that's value. I don't mind buying Daz Cameron right now in a dynasty league. He's a throw-in, but if he put it together, there's upside there. 
I don't know if someone would give them to you as a throwing though, would they? Like you have a lot invested in Dan's camera right at this point. I don't know if they'd be like, yeah, I'm giving up now. No, people like to get something for guys that they think they can't. I mean, not a throw-in, but he's the third. Uh, Keep Brian Hayes. Keep Brian Hayes. And I think no, that might Keep be Brian Hayes there. is worth more. Yeah. Keep Brian Hayes is worth more than than Des Cameron. Yeah, but he had a bad. I mean, bad. Hayes had a bad year so last bad. year. You know, maybe for Keep Brian. Yeah. The glove is really good, and he's going to play. He's the. the He'll come around. I don't know. I could be wrong. But I, I have Hayes higher than I've got Des Cameron. It's weird, though, that Cameron's not a part of their plan right now. Like, what what do they have to really lose by... I mean, is it setting a bad precedent because he didn't play well at AAA last year? Like, wouldn't you rather see if Daz Cameron can figure out big league pitching than give Jacoby Jones another ride out there? Yeah. But how old is... I'm, I'm, I'm on the baseball reference page... I would like to take back what I said about Key Brian Hayes. He ended up, he he ended up having a good year. I mean, I, I have Key Brian that down. But. And Hayes is is young for the level everywhere he's played. Like he's one of those guys yeah. who's maybe not even reaching his offensive peak yet. Like he could still get a bit better as a hitter and add a little more power. I think it's still possible. Oh yeah, his August he hit three twenty seven in August. Yeah, and Daz Cameron is a bit of a throw-in. It just is. I mean. Kinda, and and a throwing I'd be looking to catch. A lot of strikeouts, man. Oof, a lot of strikeouts. Yeah, but he's got that name recognition. You know, sometimes with prospects, that name recognition is worth something. And I think he mm-hmm. has it. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's it's kind of like, you know, that's someone who'd be sitting at the bottom of my uh, my minor league player shuttle team, whatever taxi squad. My bad. Uh, and uh, you know, and I would, I've been looking at him for so long. He's been there for so long that I'm like. Yeah, I don't think I'm ready to give up on him yet. There's something there that's kind of pulling him back to me. And I don't know what it is. It's, but those, tw- it's those 12 steals. It's those 12 steals in Erie in the middle of 2018. In 226 uh, plate appearances, 200 at-bats, he stole 12 bases. And that'll keep you coming back. I mean, he's got some power that's developing. Yeah, not really. He's- 134 WRC plus for a half season at double A the first time he played at the level. He's probably not terrible, but he had a terrible year last year. 214 batting average, 707 OPS. Takes his walks, AAA. 330 OBP. Strikes out 152 times in 448 at bats. That's like his, I mean, isn't Daz, is Daz is Mike's son, right? Yep. Here's here's the question. So, so here's the question. I mean, though, that's Ian. Mike Cameron's son. I mean, he strikes out. Yeah, that's part part of the Priority profile, time. right? But he, he's got some yeah. pop. He runs a bit. He plays a decent center field that could carry the playing Not as time. Good as dad. Well, he won't be as good as, as his dad in center field. The scouting grades, anyway, don't say he's there. But what if what if he hits the ball hard? Like, what if that's the missing piece, right? What if the the track man numbers and things we don't have publicly facing for minor league data, what if those are actually good even though the surface numbers are bad? Does that change anything for you? Yeah, just 152 strikeouts. It's just an exorbitant number. 152 and 448. You're striking out 33% of the time at AAA. Even higher. I mean, you know what I mean? That's not even major league pitching. So, but you could fix look, that. It, you know, maybe maybe spend all off season being like, I'm going to cut down my strikeouts. It's I know 20, what to do. Yeah, okay, it's a lot of strikeouts. That's all. It's just a tremendous amount. <laughs> but but look, but but upside, is it good for Josh Hader? It's not. 
No, it's it's a terrible trade. <laughs> Again, but I still think Shane Baz. Look, I I would not be shocked. I'm going to give a thirty percent chance at this, and a thirty percent chance that in the year 2025, when you and I discuss this trade, when we discuss this trade, we're going to say, "Can you believe he got Shane Baz for Josh Hader, who's now just back to middle relief and kind of threw his arm out in those years where they overused him, and now Shane Baz is an absolute number one." And then the trade looks different. Yeah, look. Five, five years from now, wow. Like When you look back and say two months ago, the entire world looked completely different, and you say, what is five years from now going to look like? It's impossible. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you what it could look like. It could look like Shane Baz being like throwing 99 and with a with great control <laughs> and being a, a number one, like looking like Jacob deGrom. That's what it could look like. But I'm an optimistic fella, and I'm, I keep looking at that five years ahead and in everywhere that I look, in every part of life, because it's the only way we can create that. I use you know, the secret. It's like just believe that good stuff will happen. It's the only hope we got, man. We gotta, it's the hope we got. Man. And there's got to be hope. We I got, think that's a nice note. Got to be hope. That's a nice note, right? Yeah. You worried about an hour? After dark. Yeah, Ian, after dark. Yeah, we dark. are. But is he... Oh. You got it. We got to cut some of that stuff. No, why would you Jesus. cut anything? This is a great show. It's beautiful. Yeah, well, I'm glad we've elaborated on it. Right. Well, you know, cut the McDonald's stuff then. Even though you brought that. No, up. I just, I, 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 no, no. I'm glad we elaborated vilab, on it. Oh, <laughs> hey, Dick. Thank well, you. That's the that's the secret word for this week, right? Yeah, elaborate. Elaborate. <laughs> that was fun. I'm glad this is fun. As long as Nicole says it's okay, I'll keep doing it at night because I enjoy it. All right, so we'll see you next week, uh, Wednesday at noon. Should be a good time. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. She's very, she's very nice. I got very lucky. I know she's Could've done better. Uh, even yeah, though we've never met her, nice. we have background. You, no, Once in a while, we hear this pandemic. You know, and yeah, you know, it's a pandemic. Yeah, otherwise, I'd be handing you 112 dollars in person over dinner that's with all right. of us. Yeah, that would be something. And then you couldn't watch. And you couldn't watch Turn with your parents. Okay, so we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> we, we, they're at the point where they've pretty much streamed everything. And like, what should we watch? I'm like, you know what? We could watch Turn. So stay tuned for that. Good for Syracuse. There's a nice bit in Syracuse, I believe, if I remember right. There's a nice w- w- Really? There's like a moment. Well, no, I think I'm... We had a lot of War of 1812, French and Indian War stuff up here. French and Indian War is for real, man. Yeah. We can go into... We're supposed to be wrapping up, but we can go into a whole George Washington... French and Indian War conversation. It's cool. Cool stuff in that. Maybe we'll say that for next week. I'll put that down for next week. By the way, next week, uh, major news, 50th show, if I counted these correctly. Is that right? So I might have to go check to make sure that each one is numbered correctly, but I'm pretty sure next week's episode 50. Good, it could also be. This could also be episode 52. I don't know. Like I, I did just very casually renumbered <laughs> them at some point. So <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a job for Chibata. Count, count our episodes. Oh, I'm in. It sounds right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. We hope we've been able to at least somewhat kind of sort of brighten up your day, night, evening, mid-afternoon. You drive to McDonald's, wherever you're listening, however you're listening. Uh, you know, that's what we're here for. If there's stuff you want to hear, hit us up. Uh, I'm going to say fantasy podcasts at theathletic.com. <laughs> That'll get it here, yep. All right, good eye. Look at that. Hey. Yeah. Or just shoot shoot us a note on Twitter, uh, and we'll copy and paste it into the rundown, maybe. Or just remember halfway through the show that you asked us a question. Uh, but really, like this is a, we we hope we are providing some kind of service, 
and some kind of uh, yeah, man, it's yeah, fun, right? It's fun to do, and people I get nice calls from friends saying, "Hey, it's fun to listen to." So everybody's winning. It's very, very cool. Just wait, very just wait until the season starts, and then yeah, yeah it's high be great. gear. Uh, anyway, for uh, the man who will forever be out twelve dollars that he never actually spent, Ian Khan. Just remember, young man, that Madonna in 1984 was the stuff. For the man who could have just made up uh, a Midwestern burger chain, and we would have known, Derek Van Ryber. Shane Boss 2025, everybody. That's what I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, we love you very much. Stay safe. We'll talk to you later.